0: Hello, Southport friends. Uh, New Year greetings to you from Leicester with my prayer that 2021 will be an outstanding year of you being empowered to prosper. And in one sense, that's the theme of what I want to share with you, empowered to prosper. If you have your Bibles with you, I'd be grateful if you turn to Psalm 84. There's only 12 verses. I'd like to read it to you from the NIV. Thank you very much. How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord Almighty! My soul yearns, even faints, for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Even the sparrow has found a home, and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may have her young, a place near your altars, O Lord Almighty, my King and my God. Blessed are those who dwell in your house. They are ever praising you. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, who have set their hearts on pilgrimage. As they pass through the valley of Bekar, they make it a place of springs. The autumn rains also cover it with pools They go from strength to strength, till each appears before God in Zion. Hear my prayer, O Lord God Almighty. Listen to me, O God of Jacob. Look upon our shield, O God. Look with favor on your anointed one. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God, than dwell in the tents of the wicked. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those whose walk is blameless. O Lord Almighty, blessed is the man who trusts in you. Amen. Amen to the reading of God's good word, folks. The original pilgrim, I may say, is Abraham. Romans chapter four calls you and him, the father of all who believe. Acts seven, when Stephen was given his testimony before that cruel courts, he said this, the God of glory appeared to our father, Abraham. If you go back and you look at Abraham's story in Genesis 12, it says the Lord said to Abraham, leave your country, people and household significant words that folks, and go to the land I will show you and I'll make you a great nation. I will bless you. What are you going to do? I'm going to prosper you. I'm going to make your name great. You will be a blessing. You're going to be prosperous and I'll make those prosper who prosper you. And whoever curses you I'll curse and all peoples of the earth will be blessed or prospered through you. Think of us now as the sons of God, as children of Abram in that right sense. We can prosper the world if we live according to the pattern of God. In verses 5 to 7 in this psalm, it says, Blessed are those who have strength is in you, who have set their hearts on pilgrimage. That's what we are, pilgrims, folks. So Abraham is the father of all who believe. And there's three things that Abraham did, it seems, wherever he went. He not only did them, it seems he taught Isaac how to do it. it seems Isaac taught Jacob the same pattern. And it's simply this. Wherever Abraham went, the first thing he did was he built an altar. The second thing he did, he was he pitched a tent. And the third thing he did was he dug a well. And I want to take those three things, the altar, the tent and the well, and apply them to us for this year ahead on a day by day basis. Verse 4 says this, blessed or empowered to prosper are those who dwell in your house. They are ever praising you. Well, this is the altar, folks. We make a sacrifice of praise. I want to say that to you. Praise is important. Always enter his gates with thanksgiving. Always enter his courts with praise. And if I can say this respectfully at all, if you can still get on your knees, get on your knees and worship him and lift holy hands. But what I want to really say about this is this, this is the altar of the pilgrim's surrender. You see, the altar really says this. Here I am. Here I am, Lord. I'm saying again, my allegiance is to you, Lord Jesus. Every day, my allegiance is to you. You see, folks, we must keep on presenting or surrendering ourselves as living sacrifices. You know, Romans 12 says that. It talks about spiritual worship. But it comes by presenting the totality of ourselves to God, day by day, the altar of our allegiance. Romans 12 in the message one and two says this. So here's what I want you to do. God helping you take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, And place it before God as an offering. That's what God wants from you and me every day. That'll make you blessed. That'll empower you to be prospered. Of those same verses, J.B. Phillips says this, Don't let this world squeeze you into into its mold. You know why, folks? If you do, you'll just become moldy. You just become stale. You just become stagnant. Keep presenting yourselves to God as living sacrifices. Every day proclaim your allegiance to Jesus as Lord. It was an old preacher. I think it was T. Austin Sparks. I think it was him. He said two things that have really always stuck with me. And he said this. Christ must be our center and our circumference. Make Christ your center every day. Make Christ your circumference every day. That means this. Everything we are involved in should revolve around him. And nothing that we are involved in should be outside of him. That is He could always look down with pleasure and smile on all our thoughts our words our activities and if we build that altar every day and proclaim our allegiance to jesus and say here i am you'll be empowered to prosper every day the next verse i've already mentioned it in passing verse 5 says blessed Empowered to prosper are those whose strength is in you, who have set their hearts on pilgrimage. This is good, isn't it? See, this is the tent of the pilgrim's journey. See, if the altar says, here I am, then the pilgrim tent says, here I go. Here I go where? I'm pursuing the purposes of God. David served the purposes of God in his generation. And if we do that every day, set our hearts, set our minds, set our bodies as well for that matter, to pursue the purposes of God, oh, you'll be empowered to prosper. See, we have to keep journeying on in our faith and in our experience. Now, this is not just faith for faith's sake and experience for experience's sake. This is journeying on in our faith in our experience in the purposes of God. Paul, and you will know it quite well, I'm sure, Philippians 3 said this, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. How's about that for an attitude every day? You see, let's just say, here I go, Lord. Where are you going? I'm going forward. Where else are you going? I'm going upward. I'm not standing still. I'm not going back. I'm going forward. I'm not looking down. I'm not looking around. I'm looking upward. I'm speaking metaphorically, of course. We don't walk around like that. You will bump into a lamppost but we're looking to him and we're saying, we're serving your purposes. We're going onwards. We're going upwards. See, the tent really means no a place of no fixed abode. We're a people of movement. Can I just say three or four little phrases They're not meant to be hurtful. They're meant to be helpful. Can I just say the church is never meant to be a sanctuary for self-satisfied saints. What do I mean by that? Very briefly. Oh, I've had all the experience I need. Uh, My life is fine. It's wonderful now. I'm I'm in love with Jesus and... uh, I just enjoy coming and I just enjoy and and being blessed. And and I say, oh, praise God. Wonderful. But there's more for us all to progress in. Oh, I could go down a road of certain talks and things here, but just to say, listen, folks, be satisfied, but be hungry. Enjoy all that he's given, all where he's brought you to the place of faith and the place of experience that you have but be hungry for more keep pursuing the lord and his purpose can i say this the church is never meant to be a shelter for the reclusive we're not supposed to be frightened we're not supposed to be uh, shy And I don't mean that in a a wrong way. We all have personalities. But it's Christ in you. The hope of glory. And he doesn't want us a reclusive people. Timid. Frightened of the world. The world needs you. The world needs me. The world needs us together. The church of Jesus Christ. Let's get out there. Can I just say the church is never meant to be a sanatorium for the chronically sick? Now I say this, I trust with great sensitivity. Folks, I really don't know how to put this other than sometimes we just got to get over ourselves. Hear me, hear me rightly. Sometimes we're asking God to make us strong. And if we read the scriptures right, you'll find that God says, be strong. You know, when God said to Abraham, you will be a blessing, the literal Hebrew is this, be a blessing. Folks, be strong. Be courageous. It's time to stop going around the same mountains of self-doubt, maybe self-pity, maybe those things, and to become all that God has for us in Christ. You see, if we're like those three things, we end up static. We're not pilgrims making progress. We're settlers that will eventually turn into dust. But if we'll keep moving onward, if we'll keep moving upward, if we'll keep pursuing the purposes of God, I tell you this, you'll be blessed. You will be empowered to prosper. And the last one of this triple blessed pilgrim is verse 12 that says this, O oh Lord Almighty, blessed, empowered to prosper, is the man who trusts in you. Well, I describe this as the well of the pilgrim's resource. So the pilgrim surrendered, the pilgrim's on a journey, but the pilgrim needs his resources. The altar says, here I am, my allegiance to the Lord. The tent says, here I go, my pursuit of the purposes of God. The well says, here I come. Lord, I need you. Every hour, I need you. Oh, bless me now, my Savior. I come to you. Who are we coming to? Well, one of the descriptions of Jesus in the Old Testament, he is the fountain of living waters. And we come to him day by day with our trust, our confidence in the Holy Spirit's, daily supply of the resource that we need and what we need more than anything else is living water folks and so we must day by day i'm going to use the phrase here keep digging deep for fresh supplies because he wants us to have living water you remember in john 4 jesus says to that lady at the well If you knew who was speaking to you and who asked you for a drink, you'd ask him, and he would give you living water that would be a well on the inside of you. Later on, he said, on at the feast of tabernacles, actually on the last day of the feast, which celebrated the rock following him, and the rock was Christ. He said, if you ask of me if you're thirsty, I'll give you living water. Uh, This isn't just a well. This is a river that will flow out through. And by this he spoke of the Holy Spirit. I think both that John 4 and John 7 readings are rooted back in Isaiah 12, which is a great short chapter. And it says this in verse 3, with joy, you will draw water from the wells of salvation. Folks, every day. We don't just need to present ourselves, here I am, and say, here I go. But, Lord, here I come. I'm coming for living water, Lord. I want to be continually filled with the Spirit, that my life may be full not only for my own satisfaction, but my cup will be full and run over, and there'll be a plenteous supply for others. Friends, I want to say this. There is a fullness, not a halfness, not an emptiness. You do not have to dig deep. He is so willing to give from the well within you and me, refreshing fountains of living water day by day. There is a fullness of his divine supply for our daily needs, and I will say this also, our pressing issues. Yes, we must believe to receive. And I'm not just into believism and receivism. I mean sincerely coming in that trust, that faith, that confidence. And let the well within you, let the river within you, overflow in tongues and praise and adoration and receive. One old commentator, I think it was F.B. Meyer, in this scripture in Isaiah 12, he said this, with joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation. He says, faith is the bucket. He says, let the bucket of your faith go down into the well and draw up all the supplies that God wants you to have. Folks, We might have to unblock some wells within us that we may have allowed or thrown in rubbish of our own over a period of time. Get them out, get it clear. We might have to reopen some wells that the enemy's blocked. He's had a downer on you. He's sowed a thought into your mind. You're no good, you're useless. You made a mistake. You can't be forgiven. He's a liar. Do you remember Isaac in the Old Testament? The Philistines had blocked his dad's wells up. So it just says, Isaac went from place to place, to place, to place, to visit the wells, and he reopened every one. And after he'd reopened them all, wonder of wonders, he got a new one called Rehoboth, I think it was, means room for us. He was an expansion. Folks, if you've, un- you've blot your own wells, clear your own rubbish out. Come to the Lord. Get it out. If the enemies blot your wells, well, face him up. Reclaim your wells of joy. Reclaim your wells of faith. Reclaim your wells of whatever it is that will cause you to have the abundant life that the Lord wants you to have. And I promise you this. I feel I can say I promise you this. Based on the word of God. When you've reopened those wells. There'll be an expansion beyond that. That you will have room to grow more than hitherto you have known. Here I am. Here I go. Here I come. My allegiance is to you Lord. I'm pursuing your purposes. I'm confident in your Supply. Southport friends, I pray that you will have a great 2021, staying the dwelling place where God's called you to be. And every day build an altar and say, Here I am. Pitch your tent and say, Here I go. Dig a well and say, Here I come. God will bless you, and you will be empowered to prosper. Amen.